Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Dove Knight. I wanted to talk about my songs and my books. There's one, one book called uh, Hollywood Dreams Forever, album, book, and The Dark Side of the Hollywood Dream. Now I'm going to talk about you know, each of what my it's personal experiences that I had. Um, well, first of all, The Dark Side of the Hollywood Dream it was my bad experience dealing with the Hollywood music industry. That was in the 90s and 21st century. And I just want to say that first and foremost, I think the Hollywood industry is a good thing. But I want, my personal experiences, uh, I just had to write about it. I write about a lot of books, history, um, or I write about personal situations. I wrote so many books, so... Um, It's just from a personal perspective. Now, the first book is called The Dark Side of the Hollywood Dream. You know, a lot of artists, just like me, experienced it. Rejections, suffering, you know, because trying to get a finance and get a record deal or to be to make it as an entertainer professionally, to make money at it, could take years. And some, you know, you have to be lucky, the right place at the right time, and it's very hard. So, my, I spoke uh, on this on this podcast about um, my experiences in the book. I've written about, um, you know, some you know stuff that uh, just a few of the stuff that I went through when I was out here until now. First, what I talked about is that something recently where some strangers who them say that they sampled, they made a lot of money from my pop singles, my rock singles. Now, first of all, they can't do that. It's impossible because all my songs are copyrighted. They are copyrighted. You can check the U.S. Copyright Office. You'll see Dove Knight with each of the songs that are on Vivo. And unreleased songs um, that I made, they're, they're, on, they're on the U.S. Copyright Office. I haven't heard anything, but I don't believe that it happened, but they kept saying it. But this is what I will say. It does happen quite a lot where people sampled other people's music without permission, and that's not good. I'm going to say if that if it happened to me, it is stealing, it's evil, it's wrong. First of all, I, I not only wrote that song, you know, be involved in the lyrics and music, I also paid out of my pocket for all those pop and rock demos. And my and the songs that I uh, released on my own, the performances on podcast performances, I, you know, it's out of my pocket. So when they take it, People who used it without my permission are a thief. It's wrong. Okay? They did not write it. They did not pay for those demos. So that was what I was told, um, and I did not believe it, but protection-wise, for a songwriter, music, you have to go to U.S. Copyright Office. That's the ultimate form of protection. And all my songs are pub have been published a long time ago. 
Like I remember this one person saying that they use I want you or they use I really want to get to know you. Those songs have been published and copyrighted a very long a long time ago. So they can't do that. But if I find out that they did, they owe me money. I would see that person if it happened as a very evil person. You know? You cannot steal from other artists if you're not an artist or if you're a thief. But it does happen. I mean, the right way to deal with people is you ask permission to use their work. In my case, same thing. They have to ask me permission to use my music, and no one has. I said that several times. I own the music. I published every single song for protection. And this is what I want to say to to um, struggling songwriters or songwriters in general. Copyright your music if, before you release it. That is the logical way to protect your music. Two, another thing is be careful what you sign. I had experience where I was signed a contract with a publishing company where I signed away most of my publishing. But through tactful analysis, I was able to get my rightful publishing back. So I have to be careful. The problem was at that time being just an artist, because being an artist, I wasn't aware of the business. Most artists ain't. So I will say this to you. Before you sign anything, first make sure you have the right person who wrote the song, first of all. That's the first thing. Make sure you have the right person or the actual person who wrote the songs. If you don't have that, then that's fraud. That's that's crime. You can't commit fraud. You know, fraud is wrong. So, so when they come to me and I, you know, and you know, they ask me, I'm the actual person. So, that's the first step. So, you know. The second step is, you know, get educated, you know, be careful, read the contract, read what before you sign it. Because the truth is, you know, if you sign away your publishing, you know, you don't make no money. What I, what I wish I would have done is took a little business class on on the, on the business side of music. I learned instinctively over time about the business. So, take a business class, but one thing I did know, which I learned later, is somebody told me in the industry not to sign away my publishing. Because if I sign it away, I ain't going to make no money. So, if my song becomes a hit, there's no money. It's already hard enough to be a songwriter and artist in the industry especially if you're struggling and you're unknown like me or uh, indie level or um, or someone who, you know, in poverty, because I'm living in poverty. 
most artists are in poverty. So I have to be careful. So to all songwriters, this is my advice. Get educated on the music business in some way and read before you sign it so you don't lose your publishing and so you can make some money. It's already hard living in poverty already. I lived in poverty all my life. And the other story that I talked about, I talked about some other stories in the dark side of the Hollywood dream is that I met some con artists and then trying to get my song on 95.5 KLOS. They said they would play my music um, when they heard my song on the compilation. And when I sent my songs to them, uh, they did not play it. And there was no contact. I did call them back to ask if they would play it, and there was no contact. So that was painful because of how much struggling I went through at the time. And they said they liked my song that they heard on the compilation. So there were so many disappointments and rejection by record labels, managers, and not getting, uh, you know, auditioning to be a lead singer of a band or auditioning to be on a TV show to sing or auditioning, etc., to the point where um, life goes on, you know. I have to move on. As I get older, you know, life is too short. And you'll find you'll find all what I said in the book, The Best, The Dark Side of Hollywood Dream. The other book that I've written is um, Hollywood Dreams Forever. That's about my album, Hollywood Dreams Forever um, album. So that is just that's just about um, the positive side, which I prefer to talk about more things positive. About going for dreams, it's got my songs on there. It's about what inspired me to have the title, The Hollywood Dreams Forever. Book. It's got the picture of my face in Dreams Forever and the little Hollywood, um, the picture of the Hollywood sign. Well, it's just going for dreams. The Hollywood dream is very difficult. It's a very difficult undertaking for me, and um, it was. I came out here to be a professional entertainer, a professional singer-songwriter, to make a living at it. And I went through a lot, you know, going for that dream, you know. I'm going to say if I have the talent, I have the talent, no matter what is going on. I have some some dream killers say, oh, it's about what the way I look. It's about whether I have a job or not. I didn't, uh, I don't deserve it. All kinds of evil things to say. It's, it's about whether I have the talent. It's about my if my have the talent to write or sing or play, and I do. So, no excuses. So that's what it's about, being positive, and it's about the music and what inspired me, et cetera, et cetera. So I hope you consider reading it.
The other thing that was on this podcast is um, the Spotify playlist. Now, the Spotify playlist is just simply about what I've written. So I've written every song on all the nine albums that I released as an indie artist. You know, I didn't get the, you know, I did, you know, I'm still an indie artist. I am in the industry. I'm living in poverty, but when I'm trying to do other things, I am, um, you know, I, I want to tell the truth. I've written every one of them. So it's about on every album. Because every album is like a greatest hits. I add a song here or there. I did that for the last um, 11 years. I paid my dues. No matter if I'm unemployed or not. No matter how fat or skinny I am. No matter... I, I, I paid for it for decades. And I haven't received much money or recognition. But, you know, as wisdom say, I had to do something. You know, I have to be realistic and have a clear head and try other things too. Life is too short. Life is too short. So I will create, but I also have to have a life. And I've written all, you know, being a songwriter, I've written over 400 songs on BMI. You know, that's what it is. Now, you listen to me on this audio and, uh, and you know, this podcast, and I want to thank you who listen to me. But for some people, I don't mean to be off topic, because I would prefer to talk about my music. They think because I talk um, audio that they have a right to intrude. No, it's audio. I'm glad they got this podcast format because it's great to express myself. It really is. I've been doing podcasts for the last um, nine, nine, ten years. So thank you for those who are listening. So, yeah, check out Open Spotify playlist written by Duff Knight. All the albums, nine albums, I've written everything. Co-written, written, that's that. And I want to say I appreciate all of you who listen to me, and and you have a good night, good day, good night from Dove Knight.